you're going to learn a Kuti Sichis Chelakazayin Sicha Beis in Parshas B'Shalach, and we're going to be using the translation into Lashon HaKadosh. A quick Hakdama, uh, in this week's Parsha, it tells us about the Bnei Yisrael traveling away from Kriyas Yansif on the way to Har Sinai, and it tells us that on Tes Vav Ir, they ran out of supplies because they brought bread for 30 days, they brought matzah for 30 days, and on Tes Vav Ir, that supply was finished. So they came to Moshe, and they complained to him. Um, and the Pasik tells us, this is in Perek Zion, Pasik Beis, it says, In the desert, the entire Jewish people grumbled against Maish Faharan. And the Pasuk Yimel, it continues, If only we had died by the hand of the Shem in the land of Mitzrayim, when we sat by the flesh pots, when we ate our fill of bread, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to starve this whole congregation to death. And our sikha is going to be based on the response that Moshe and Aaron give to the Jewish people about their complaints about not having bread and meat. And the Rashi, it's going to be a Rashi sikha, and it's going to be actually um, quite a detailed one. So I'm going to try to give as many summaries as I can uh, and break up that and try to repeat the answers at the end of all the questions to hopefully make it as clear as possible. Rashi shav muvar inyan echa he says, in this week's Rashi, we find something very interesting. Rashi repeats himself. He explains something twice. And he explains this to, uh, within two psukim order right next to each other. Meaning is, whereas we're going to see, in Pasuk uh, Zion, in Pasuk Zion, he says a purish of why the Bnei Yisrael got the bread in the morning, the man in the morning, and the slav at night, and then he's going to repeat the same reasoning, but in, in pasuk ches, why they got it in the morning or the slav at night. So it's very weird. Pasuk zayin ches, we, didn't, we haven't forgotten the pirush that quickly. So the man lutunus ben Yisrael lacha kol halacha mit and mesenu shetenu atzir habasa v'achleinu lacha mitzeva. So in answer to the complaint of the Jewish people after the bread was completed, meaning the matzah. And they said, only we would have died in Mitzrayim when we were sitting on the flesh pots of meat, when we were eating bread, uh, which were enough to satisfy us. The Pasuk tells us, again, Pasuk, uh, this is Pasuk Vav in Zion, that Pasuk Vav, it says that Moshe and I are told the Jewish people, in the evening you will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. And then Pasuk Zayin, And in the morning you will see the glory of his God because he has heard your complaints against Hashem. So be a Rashi. So Rashi explains Pasuk Zayin. This is what Moshe and Aaron were telling them. In the evening you will know that he has the capability to give your taiva. And he'll give you meat. But he will not give it to you with a shining countenance, because you do not ask for it properly, right? They were complaining, and you asked for it on a full stomach, because as we know, they already had uh, basar and all these. Uh, they had cattle and things that they took out of Egypt. he says, but the bread which you did ask, you actually needed bread. It wasn't uh, something extra. 
And in the morning, when it comes down, you will see the glory of Hashem. You will be brought down in a way of love. In the morning, why is the morning a way of love? Because there's time to prepare it. And the second reason is that we do below the man to above the man. And like it's put inside of the box, meaning we protect it. <clears throat> so basically, what Rashi is telling us over here, the one of the response that Moshe and Aaron is giving to the complaint of the Jewish people, the Jewish people were complaining that they don't have bread and they do not have any meat and they wish they would have just stayed in Egypt. So Moshe Rabbein tells them that Hashem is going to respond and show you that he's, he took you out of, that he had, he's the one that took you out of Egypt. Why? Because by giving you the meat, you're going to see that he has the capability, that just like he can give you meat when you ask for it, he's obviously the one that took you out of Egypt and he has the capability to lead you in the desert and, and he, he's running the show and, and he has the power to give everything you need. Therefore, you will get meat in the evening. But... You won't get it with a shining countenance because you didn't ask for it properly. Um, as, you know, he, they were complaining and they didn't really need the meat. So you will not get it in a nice way. But the bread, you, that was something that you talk and needed. So your complaint was justified. Therefore, in the morning, you'll see the glory of Hashem. And you'll get it in a way which is very loving. You'll get it in the morning when you have time to prepare it. And also be protected with the dew above and below. And the next Pasuk, Pasuk Ches, the Pasuk tells us, Moshe says, to the Jewish people. In the evening when Hashem will give you meat to eat and He'll give you bread in the morning that you'll be satisfied. Because He has heard, Hashem has heard the complaints that you are causing others to complain about Him. As Rashi explains, just doesn't mean that, that you're complaining, but you're even calling others to complain against Him. So first of all, uh, the Rebbe brings just the first of our masal. The first he explains why, what does it say in the Pasuk that in the evening you'll eat, you'll just eat meat. But regarding bread, it says in the bread you'll have enough bread that you'll be satisfied. Why? By meat, it's just to eat. While by by the bread, it was enough, enough uh, they, they were satisfied. Because um, we know that they got as much meat as they wanted. And the man, they, uh, they got as much as we needed. As he said, they got like a, a, an oymer for each person, as we're going to say in the Parsha. So they had enough. And also we know they had enough meat because it says, as the Rebbe brings the R7, that they, it covered the whole machna with this slav. So they definitely have plenty of it. So why does the Pasuk say they only ate the meat, but by bread they had enough to be satisfied? The reason Rashi tells us is, The Torah is teaching us proper conduct. Derecher over here doesn't mean like uh, you learn a cheder, that means like chutzpah and being respectful, but it's actually derecher usually means the proper way how to conduct oneself in this world. The derecher, it's the way of the world, the proper uh, skills to survive is that you do not eat meat uh, to satisfy yourself. Meaning is meat shouldn't be like you're starving and you eat meat and then you get satisfied. You need to have bread is what should be your main part of the meal, which satisfies you. And the meat is, you know, that added protein. So <clears throat> anyway, so what's the actually what's relevant to us? It's the next one. So Rashi asks, Rashi asks, why was it that they got bread in the morning and they got the meat in the evening? So he tells us the bread they asked for properly, so therefore they got it in the morning. But meat they asked for was not proper. Therefore they got it in a time which was troublesome, which isn't uh, the proper time to get it. Meaning is, the Pashtas, what he's trying to say is that in the morning, you have time to prepare it. Masha came by the meat, they have to get it at night, so you're basically collecting the meat while it's already getting dark, 
and then they have to prepare it when it's dark and it, you know it takes time to uh, prepare these quails you got to take out all the feathers shack it properly etc etc so but to move so the shadows why is rashi repeating himself twice we already know why they got the man in the morning rashi told us in the previous different so they got in the morning because you have time to prepare it and it was also given the way which was, well, that's an added point, but they also got in a way which was protected through the towel. But he already told us the reason that I got the bread in the morning was because they have, would have time to prepare it. Um, he doesn't tell us why they got the meat at night, but it's obvious if they got the bread in the morning because that's when you have time to prepare it. Obviously, the meat, which was at night, they wouldn't have had time to prepare it. So why does Rashi ask the question, why did they get bread in the morning and meat at night? We already know why. It's because the bread was, they asked for properly, but meat they did not. So, so, we could answer that these two explanations of Rashi are actually dealing with two different issues. This is some of the, uh, before she give this answer. So, they want to say is that the first Rashi is coming to explain the Pasuk. Pasuk Vavan Zayn. Pasuk um, Vav, it says that in the evening you will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. Meaning is that you were complaining that why did you take us out into the desert? Why did you, Mitzrayim, take us out of the desert to die? And he's telling them, you'll know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. Meaning is it was God's miracles and God's plan and he'll protect you here too. So it says, in the evening you'll know. So the question is, why in the evening, the meat which was given you in the evening, why was that the, in a sense, proof that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim? And then it says, by the morning, you'll see the glory of God. Why? By getting the bread in the morning, uh, will they see the glory of God? All right, so why is it? As Rashi is coming to answer, why was it by the Nesina Salaf and the giving of the bread in the morning, it says you'll see the glory of God, but by the giving of the meat in the evening, it says you'll know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim. What is the connection between the bread in the morning that it says Reisam and the meat in the evening, which it says V'yadaitim? Therefore, Rashi comes and tells us the difference in the way that it was given. The reasoning is, or the way how we see it, is that the meat was given not with Hashem's countenance, right? It was just, you would not see the glory of God, Hashem was upset at you, but he'll give you an answer to your complaint, you're complaining that Hashem didn't take you out of Egypt, I'll show you that Hashem was the one that took you out of Egypt by bringing the slot. But regarding the bread, which was, we said, a good thing to ask for is proper, you will see the glory of Hashem. So there, therefore, the first Rashi is basically just connecting why by the meat uh, it says v'yadaitim. It's because the meat didn't ask properly. So therefore, they would only get an answer. You will know that Hashem took it out of Mitzrayim. But by the the bread, the lechem, which was something they were supposed to ask for, therefore, they will see the glory of Hashem. Okay, so that's the first Rashi. Pahamashniya. But in Pasuk Chesu, Rashi explains the next idea. Bar Rashi Devar Satan Then the next Rashi is just trying to explain uh, the reasoning why they got it at different times. What is the reasoning that they got meat in the morning and Basar in the evening? So he's not coming to explain um, how it was given, right? So Riyadaita means you're just you're not getting any glory you're, you're just getting an answer or isa means that you're going to be given it in a way that you will see that hashem's happy pasuk base is coming to tell you just the times when they got it so, so halakha mashashalukugan yunata in the baker 
So the bread which you ask for properly, therefore you'll get it in the morning, which is also a zaman proper, right? But the meat which you didn't ask for properly, therefore you'll get an even, which is also not it's not a great time to get it. So that would explain again the differences. First, Rashi is just telling you the oif and hanasim that the first the morning was in a way that expressed Hashem's happiness, while the evening did not express Hashem's happiness. While the second Rashi is coming to explain why they actually got it, what was the timing? What's the idea behind the timing? That the ones that they asked for properly, they also got it in a proper time. The ones that they asked for not properly, it's not in the proper time. That's what they explain. So the Rebbe says this this answer doesn't is not enough of a reasoning why Rashi would repeat his whole Pirish a second time. First of all, the main issue is, this doesn't explain Rashi has to repeat all the details that he already said in the first Pirish, that the asking the bread was proper, the asking the meat was not proper. Why is Rashi repeating all that? We have that information. All he needed to do was, in a sense, just miss, add the, the missing words. The pasta tells us they got the bread in the morning. He says, no, because it, it was asked for not properly. Shalaikuhugan. I get to say two words, Shalaikuhugan. The meat they got in the evening is because Shalaikuhugan, uh, because they asked for it not properly. Masha ain't the, the thing. Like, like the whole beer again. That's the main issue. But in addition, meaning is it doesn't really answer the question why Rashi's repeating himself. But Hare, Masha Kasub Rashi, take a Prusha Rishan, Bahalachim Shalatim Lazarich. He says, but Rashi writes in his first Pirish that the bread that they ask for out of necessity, that will be brought down in the morning in a way that expresses love, and uh, because you'll have time to prepare it. So it's already clear that in the first period, he already explains clearly why they got in the morning. So it's not just that the first Rashi is telling you that Hashem was happy, and therefore they got in in a nice way. It's telling you more than that. It's not just telling you that Hashem was happy. It actually tells you how that happiness was expressed. It was expressed that they got in the morning. And why in the morning? Because then they'd have time to prepare. So that we know why they got in the morning. And like those Purusha want to say, you know, as if we don't know at that, you know, according to the first Rashi, we don't know why they got it in the evening, in the morning. All we know is that they got something in the evening, something in the morning. Why at that time? So according to the first Rashi, they want to say it's because evening shows on an angry face, while the morning shows on a sh- shining countenance. So again, it's just trying to explain why by Basser it says, them because in the it's because by an error them that in the evening, in the darkness, you will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, but nothing to do with you know, why why the shlub was given at that point of time. It's just the idea of Hashem not being happy. He said, but that's not true, because the Pasuk says, Rashi told us clearly why they got at that time, because the morning there's time to prepare much ink in the evening. Rather, it's because of this Indian, that the same reason that the Rashi writes in the second period, that in the morning there is time to prepare it. So automatically, if you tell us that the, my love having the bread being given to you in the morning says you have time to prepare it, so it's understood that the loy upon him here is the angry or the not shining countenance would be that they got in the evening which you wouldn't have time to prepare. So all of this idea of why they got at that time is also understood from the first Rashi who are explaining to us what the the difference of Reisim Yedaitim is, but that Reisim Yedaitim is also explaining at the same time 
what the connection is to the time that they got in the evening, in the morning. So again, so why is Rashi repeating himself in the second of And I just said, the question, the initial question that the Rebbe had, why is Rashi repeating himself is back to the beginning. Everything is already said in the first Rashi. You do not need to have the second Rashi. Why is he repeating himself? He says even the question is even stronger. Not only did he repeat himself, but Rashi even asked the question, what did Hashem see to bring the bread in the morning and the meat in the evening? This is asking on Pasuk Ches. Why would Rashi ask the question? He just gave an answer. The morning you have time to prepare it, the meat you do not have time to prepare it. Why ask that question? We have the answer. So therefore, the rabbi says that even if for whatever reason you need to repeat it, it definitely doesn't make sense why would you have to tell us the question. Uh, we know, especially when we know the answer to that question. So that is the first question. He says, in these two personal Rashi, there are many differences and, and different, uh, different Lashayness, which, uh, which awaken general questions. So Mahashtam, it's a general question, I'm sorry. What is the general question? Why does Rashi cha- make different changes in his Lashayness? Meaning, is these two Rashi seemingly, as we're saying, is, is a repetition of the same idea. So why is it when he's repeating himself the second time, he makes slight changes from the way how he explained it the first time, just use the same words. And he says, especially that some of these yukim or some of these details he had, had in the first Rashi or had in the second Rashi should have been the other way, other way around. Meaning is, let's say there was a detail in the second Rashi he didn't have in the first, you should have put that detail in the first Rashi when he first mentions this idea. Why wait and only mention it the second time? As we'll see. Sifal, uh, sorry, question he says in the first Divar Maschal, Rashi explains that what does it mean Panami Iris regarding getting giving the bread? The Panami Iris is that you got it in the morning when there's time to prepare it. So at that point, he also should explain, okay, so what's the loy Panami Iris regarding the meat? This is getting it, the Shas Tayrach, not when you have time to prepare it, rather it's a Shas Tayrach. But Rashi doesn't mention the reasoning why the meat, or how the meat was loyed upon him iris in the first Divermasal. He waits to the second Divermasal, he asks the question, why is bread in the morning, the meat in the evening? And he says, oh, because meat is given in the evening, which is a Shas Tayrach. Mention that right away. Why are you waiting? The Pashtas, Haseidah Harayuhu, Shitsipur Shal Dvar Dvar Lerishayna Yavar Bechol Pratavadarch. He says, the Seder, proper Seder is that the first time you mention something, you should give all the relevant details. But when you and when you repeat the same idea, then all you need to do is give a quick summary, right? To say the thing in the kitzer. But in our situation in Rashi's Pirish, um, we see actually the opposite way. He says, bread you asked out of necessity, but the meat you asked not properly and out of a full stomach. 
That's all he says. But in the second Rashi, he actually adds a lot of details about how this, what was a necessity, what was property, proper and what's not proper. Rashi explains like this. His bread, they asked for properly. Why? Because a person cannot live, it's impossible for a person without bread. Right? So again, the first Divra Masarachi said, bread was asked out of necessity. He doesn't explain why that's a necessity. The second Rashi, he does, because a person can't be without bread. Then Basar, uh, but the meat they asked for was improper, because they had many animals. Again, first Rashi, all he says is the meat they asked for not properly. It doesn't say why it's not proper. But over here he says, that was not proper. Why? Because they already had a lot of animals. Furthermore, they, ha- they, they, they you don't even need meat. Why, why do you need meat even? And so that's a detail they did not add, have in the first Rashi. In the first Dibra Rashi, Rashi first explains the meat, and then he explains the bread, which is the Hassan Seder Haksun Makas of Erevi, because that's the Seder of the Pasuk. First says, in the evening, you'll know that Hashem took you out of the shrine. So he connects, how will you know in the evening that Hashem took you out of the shrine? Because he's going to give you the, the slough. And that's how you'll know that Hashem has the capability, that Hashem is the one that's uh, guiding us, and he has the capability to take you out of Mitzrayim, and he has the capability to uh, support you now. But in the second Dibra Maskal, Rashi actually brings this in the opposite order. Rashi first says, why did they get the bread in the morning? And only afterwards he mentions the meat in the evening. He first talks about the bread in the morning and then only afterwards the meat. And then when he explains it also, he says the bread they asked for properly, therefore they got it in the morning, but the meat they didn't ask for properly, etc. So, and the question is even stronger because it's not just changing his order how he explained it he explained it in the first Divar Maskal, like why in the first Divar Maskal Aleph he explains it one way. We know that the Divar Maskal, why he explained it that way, he's following the Seder of the Pasuk. But then in the second Divar Maskal, he flips it around. Why are you flipping it around? And then this is the question is even stronger because in that Pasuk, Pasuk Ches itself, the order of the Pasuk first is Be'erev Ba'as or Lachal. And then it says, so even in the Pasuk, it mentions meat first and then bread. So why change it? So that is three diyukim in the differences of the, 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 the two different Maskals and Rashi. So again, just to repeat what we have so far, the main question of the Sikha so far is, why is Rashi repeating himself in these two different Maskals? The, the second different Maskal is repetitive. We already know why they got the bread in the morning and the evening and the slav in the evening from the first Rashi. That's the general question. Then we said, you know, with whatever the reason is, however we, we will answer that, we still have a few questions about the Yukim and Rashi. First, the idiak is, why does the explanation of why meat was live upon him ears only explained in the second of Ramaskal, not the first? Second one is, um, why was it that when Rashi explains why the bread or the meat was asked for properly or was not asked for in a proper properly. Again, that was only explained in detail in the second one. The first Rashi he only explains says it you know quickly. It wasn't this was proper. This wasn't proper. While the second Rashi he gives you a lot more details. And the third question is why does in the first Rashi first explain about meat and then bread? While in the second Rashi first explains about bread and only afterwards about the meat.
Sif Dal. When I look at the Dibur Hashemi Herach Rashi Bedvar Yesam Bibrishan, Yeshbinem Gam Shinuyem Behezbril in Yenabasa Balas Shain Ubabashmites. He says, in addition, uh, that, that in the second Dibur Hamas, Rashi gives more details to the first one, um, as we just explained in the first two questions of Sif Gimel. But there's also differences how we, regarding the Hezbril in Yenabasar in the Lashainis. So it's not just he gives more details, but there are actually differences. And if you are medayik in the differences, it seems like he's actually telling you something a little bit different than he told you earlier. Rashi says that you, you have asked him something that is not proper and out of a full stomach. It's understood when he says that's not a, a reasoning. We're actually saying it was wasn't proper to ask for it. And then a second issue was you already had a full, a full stomach. Meaning, the Rashi is giving you two reasoning why asking for the meat was not proper. First of all, it wasn't a proper thing to ask for, and second of all, you already are full. You already have a full stomach. Meaning is you have meat, you had cattle, etc. That you own yourself. You could have, uh, you know, just taken the meat from there. Ukabir, I'm a fortune. I'm a fortune. Explain. As the fortune want to explain that the kavanah of Rashi when he says that it was not proper to ask for meat, meaning is it was not necessary, is because they could have survived without it. As Rashi explained in the second of Ramaschal, the one when it says Mekeres Malaya, the Pirishes, like Rashi writes, Meshkas Rav Pirishes Shemini, Shahar Rebbeinus Halim. What does it mean they had a full stomach? Is that they had many animals? So these are two reasonings uh, of why it was, it was uh, what they did was not proper. But the Tzarich Lav, B'Dibar Arishan Hikdem Rashi Shleik Ahugin Shaprusha Hayachlam Bagasa Canal. The Fnei Mekeres Malaya. In the first Rashi, he first says Shleik Ahugin, which means they could have survived. They didn't need the bread. And that's before the the second issue was that they had a full stomach, meaning they already have lots of cattle. He switches the order. First, he says that they had a lot of animals, meaning it's like, that's the same idea, they had a full stomach. And then it says they could have, they, they could have survived without meat, which that was the idea of So why in the first of uh, is it in one order? While the second different Moscow flips it around. Okay. And as the Rebbe says, he'll explain it later, but this change of flipping it around actually changes the meaning of what these words are. So the Meforshim, I'm giving you a little bit of foreshadowing, but the Meforshim are assuming that the two things that Rashi said in the first different Moscow are the same two things he said in the, the second different Moscow. Right? And he's just saying it in different words. And then the question the Rebbe is asking is, if it's the same thing, why is he switching the Seder around? Okay. In the first of Ramaschal, Rashi adds a Vav, meaning is that there are, the second reasoning is also one of the main reasons why it wasn't proper. It's, it's both of these are two reasons why it wasn't. A, wasn't, they did the wrong thing because of Shalek Ubin, and also it's Mekeres Malayah. 
Well, on the second, there were Moscow that says they had a lot of animals. That was the main issue. They had a lot of animals. Why they get, uh, and, and furthermore, they could have survived without the meat. So this expression of oid is, is stressing that it's a secondary reason. It's, uh, furthermore, they could have done it without it. Meaning, the main issue is shahabahim is ayilam. And second of all, oid, they could have had it with, they could have survived without the meat. So again, so this is a very big difference. In the first Rashi, again, if we're assuming like the Mephorshim do, which we're assuming at this point that they're the same ideas, Rashi is saying these two points as equal reasons why what they did was wrong. While according to the second Rashi, only the first point was wrong. While that other thing was a was also wrong, but it's only a secondary reason for what they did was wrong. And Gimel Bedibra Rishan Halashin Hu Mekeres Malaya Stam believe with sign Bema Hakeres Malaya. Ashenki Bedibra Hashenu Hadover Mefort Shahar Bebehemus Hayulam. The first Bedibra Masel it says that they had uh, they complained with a full stomach. Stam doesn't say what that means. What does it mean their stomach was full? They were starving, right? Um, well, the second day of Ramasal, it, it tells you clearly because they had a lot of cattle. Okay? So, again, so this is based on the assumption that Keris Malaya and Harvehemus Hoyulam is the same idea. So, Oibazoi, you have these questions. The Rebbe already said at the beginning that these Lushoinis are actually these differences. It, it, it is a... Uh, is, is a difference in, in the language, but also in the implication of what they're trying to say. Okay. So these are all the questions that we've had. I will repeat the questions before we get to the, uh, the beginning of the explanation. The main question of the Sikha is, is that it seems like Rashi is repeating himself. He says already why they got the meat in the evening and the bread in the morning, which is a good time to get it, Masha Inkin at night. Why repeat himself in the second of Ramaschal? Then we asked a bunch of changes in the set we asked why is it that there are certain details which are more uh, explicit in the second of Ramaschal, Lachayra makes more logical sense that extra details should have been right away when it was mentioned. So some of those details were that we explained more about why asking for meat was not proper. We also explained, um, while the first of Ramaschal doesn't really say why, sorry, the first of Ramaschal, it doesn't tell you why getting the meat in the evening was Loibapanam Iris only explains in the second Divar Masa while getting in the evening is Loibapanam Iris. The second point is we explain more details about why asking for bread was proper, why asking for meat was not proper. And the third point was um, he switches the order. In the first uh, Rashi, he first explains meat, then bread. The second Rashi explains uh, the, the meat and then the bread. But that's not uh, extra details, but that's something which happens differently. Then this, then we had a few more questions in Arsif, which these are differences in the shyness. These, these are not just differences like uh, previous questions were either differences in, in how many details were added or what the order was. Here we're actually saying differences in the actual words that Rashi is using. Uh, so the first one is that Divar Maskal Aleph first says Shalaika Hugan and then Keres Malaya, while the second one first says that they had a and then it mentions that so it switches the order. Second one was at Bikaris Malaya in the first Rashi is a Tam Ikri, while when it says uh, in the second Rashi, which is it, it sounds like it's only a secondary type of issue, that there's only one big issue and then a secondary one. And the third one is in, in the first of Ramaskal, it says Nakaris Malaya, while the second of Ramaskal gives you the details, Shaharbi Behemus Hayulam. So these three questions are questions of changes in the Lashayas. Sifhe. 
So we'll understand this with a general question which arises from these psukim. Meaning is this is the real issue that Rashi has, the questions we're going to mention, and this is what he's coming to answer. And the two different muscles and all the differences and changes between them are really coming to explain these questions. said, In the evening you will know, and in the morning you will see. But take a lacher nemar, and then in pasuk chas it says, "Ve'yomer Moshe b'seis Hashem l'chem be'erev basal lacha v'lacha l'boikel was bayah." Then, and, and Moshe tells them that evening you'll get meat to eat and bread to satisfy you in the morning. So v'tuma, madua nischalik inyazel ashtei amin nefradays. The question is, why is the pasuk? Rashi's problem is, why is the pasuk splitting these two ideas into two totally different, um, separate statements? Right, the first one, Moshe and Aaron say, and then there's a second statement that Moshe tells the Jewish people. Why is it being split into two? First, he says it with a, uh, a general uh, hidden statement. How being specific. How will, you know, what, what they're getting in the evening, what they're getting in the morning. And then he says a second statement, He should have said it all in one. That he should have said like this, in the, more, in the evening, Hashem will give you in the evening meat to eat and you will know that Hashem took you out of Egypt. And, the morning, and you'll get bread in the morning to satisfy you and you'll see that, you'll see the glory of God. Why is he splitting it up into two separate emirs? He says, true, in many places we do find that the Pasuk will tell you a general idea, and then it will tell you the details afterwards. But in our situation, it's hard to say that this is what the Pasuk is doing. At first, it's telling you the evening is just an answer for your complaint about that God took you out of, you know, why did you take us out in the desert to die? And the morning is to give you, show you the glory of Hashem. Um, and then he's going to explain to you afterwards how, how was that expressed at the beginning of the evening, the meat, and the morning, the bread. He says, in our situation, that's very hard to say that. But he says, first of all, because in our situation, it's not that there's a lot of details. When the Torah does that, he says a general statement and then gives you details, it's because there are a lot of details. But when all you have to do is add an extra word or two into the pasuk, like our situation, all I have to do is in the evening, you will eat meat. In the morning, you'll be satisfied with vodka and you'll see the glory of God. Why give a whole added statement? It seems very strange. There's not, there's not many details to add. It's really just one detail to add. Just put those words into the pasuk itself. And base, in so second of all, he says, this doesn't explain why the Pasuk itself repeats itself. And this is very important, and it might be worth, worthwhile to look inside. In Pasuk Zion, it says, uh, in the morning you shall behold the presence of Hashem. And it continues. For he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For who are you, who are we that we that you should grumble against us? So that's after Ubaikir Isim's Khajan talks about because he has heard your grumbling. And then the next plastic it says that Yemen Moshe Sam says to them, 
yet you'll get flesh to eat in the evening and bread in the morning to the full. Why? Because the Lord has heard the grumbling you utter against him. What is our part? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. It seems like it's repeating itself twice. So that whole extra, that's not a, you can't say, oh, that's another prop. Like that was try, we're trying to give an answer that maybe, you know, the first classic is a general statement. And then it gives, you, gives us added details. But that's not what's happening. Because the second Pasuk repeats something that was already in the general statement. So if you want to add a detail, fine, so just add that first line about getting in the evening and the morning. Why repeat the idea of Tlunay Seichem if it's just to give us uh, additional details? So the Pasuk says it's not. That's what the Rebbe is trying to point out. So again, the first question is, even if you want to say that this idea of giving a cloud and you give the Pratim, it doesn't work over here, because over here, there's not a lot of Pratim. You could have taken that Pratim and put it directly into the first uh, pasuk. And second of all, in the second pasuk itself, we see something which was repeated, which was already in the first pasuk, and there's no added uh, details. And he knows this, but there's another issue over here. The main issue, why you cannot give this explanation, that's why if you realize the first two issues were in brackets, because the main issue is because the first statement was said by Moshe and Aaron. While the second statement was only said by Moshe. So, Muchach, so it's clear that these are two separate ideas. It's clear that the first statement is something which is connected to Moshe Aaron together, that's why they both said it, while the second statement is something which is only relevant to Moshe. So, again, this is what uh, Rashi's question is. Uh, what, what's bothering Rashi is really one point, which is why is the Pasik, um, in a sense, doubling itself. Why, why, why is this speech broken up into two statements? A, a general statement without telling us what they're getting in the evening in the morning, and then it gives us a second statement about it getting in in the morning. And we cannot say that it's a general statement and then afterwards a detail, because we can see clearly that it's two separate statements, because the first one was said by Moshe Aaron, while the second one's only said by Moshe, so it's clearly these are two separate statements, not just a klal and then a prat, and uh, so we will explain the differences Rashi's trying to explain, why it was repeated, and also you will understand why the first one was said by Moshe and Aaron, and the second one only by Moshe. Uh, so now we're going to get the explanation of all of this. So, so, so now that we know what Rashi is coming to explain, we will get the answer what Rashi is giving for this question. Why is the Pasuk written in this way? He says the answer that Hashem is giving is about two uh, ideas, two points about the complaining of the Jewish people had regarding the bread being complete or finished. The first issue was to answer the Jewish people regarding their actual requests, their physical needs. And that was answered by saying what was necessary, what was a necessity, and what was a necessity. And this is the difference between the meat and the basar. The bread was a necessity, Masha'en came the basar. So this is really just taking care of the request itself. What, what's a necessity, what's not a necessity. And we'll explain this more in Sif Tess. And this is really, as we're going to say, what the second Rashi is going to take care of. And then there's days, Shlilus Vatikun Hanagosan Shbenei Shrovenidin Zeh. And there's the second thing is to fix the conduct of the Jewish people because their complaint testifies that they were in a very bad spiritual place. They were in a place that needed to be spiritually fixed. 
right? If you look at their complaints, what are they? First of all, they're complaining. Why complain? Just daven. What does a yid do when he has uh, he has any issues? He davens. So there's a bunch of issues over here. Um, first of all, it was it ran out on Tesvav here, and right away they go to complain. Why don't you wait to see what Hashem does? If you have trust in Hashem, you could have a just trusted that you know he'll probably take care of you. Okay, fine, that's A. But even without saying that trust that Hashem will figure out how to give you food and you don't need to come, but, you know, why complain? Daven to Hashem. Daven. That's what a yid does. And third of all is also their statement. They're saying, they're employing that Moshe and Aaron are the ones that took them out of Egypt. It just says that only if we would have died in Egypt, you know, we, we uh, why did you take us out into the desert to die? So he says, why did you take us out? What do you mean? Moshe and Aaron took them out. They're saying, that us being taken out of Egypt was a mistake, right? It's because of Moshe of Ar took us out. It wasn't Hashem took us out. Because if Hashem took us out, we would have had, you know, we would have food now. But now we ran out, we're in trouble. So it's obviously Moshe of Aaron that took them out. And of course, that also implies in there really a fourth issue, which was lack of gratitude. Like you want to go back to Egypt to be a slave. Hashem took you out. He did all those miracles at Tamakis. We just finished with Kriyas Yamsuf, and now you show your gratitude by saying, oh God, like why did you do this? We wish we would have stayed. Uh, okay, so those were all the the things that need to be fixed. This is the difference between the two statements and also the two explanations of Rashi. So the first statement we're going to say is, is going to take care of the conduct. It's really more of a Musr type of idea. The second statement, which was just said by Moshe, is to take care of the actual needs. And therefore also the Pirushay Rashi. The first Rashi is explaining really the Musr that, they, that Moshe and Aaron were giving them, while the second one is explaining uh, about the needs and why they got their needs at, at different times. The first statement that Moshe and Aaron said to the Jewish people was how Hashem will conduct himself and, and the way how Hashem is conducting himself, that was with the purpose to improve their, their hanhagam. This idea was Shaykh to Moshe and Aaron. That's why they both said the same it's because both of them were the ones that Hashem told, told them to take the Jewish people out of Mitzrayim. And remember, one of the main issues of here, they were complaining about uh, leaving Mitzrayim. And second of all, both of them have the obligation and the, and, and the job to teach the, the Jewish people how to, how to act properly, to teach them how to conduct themselves the Derech HaYashem. While the second statement is Hashem taking care of the needs of the Jewish people. In the evening you will have meat, and in the morning you will be satisfied on bread. And this second statement is something which was just Shaykh from Moshe, because he was the, 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 the shepherd, he's the one, his job was to take care of their physical needs. So again, remember, Moshe and Aaron both had the job of taking out of Israel and Mitzrayim, so they both had to discuss that, and both of them, Moshe as being the leader, Aaron eventually will become the kind of, both of them have that job of spiritual leadership. But the actual day-to-day type of Hanhaga, um, of taking care of them, that was an obligation that Moshe had, and therefore, about how they're getting their food, that was something that Moshe would take care of. And in Bechla, we see throughout the Torah, it's more Moshe that was taking care of their uh, physical need. Um, you know, whether it was about uh, the camping and when they would travel, it was Moshe Rabbeinu blowing the shaykh or getting something to blow the shaykh or it was Moshe Rabbeinu who was telling them what to do and how to do it and even hitting the rock. 
were talking to the rock that was Moshe Rabbeinu who was uh, doing these type of things. It was Moshe Rabbeinu who was taking care of the court cases. He was the one that set up the Bate Dinim. He's taking care of all the civil and um, physical matters. Therefore, there's no reason, or there's not a, it doesn't, there's no in mocking, there's no place to mention uh, giving when they're going to get, the, first of all, regarding meat and the bread, the pasta and the lachan in the first statement, because the teichon of the first statement is not talking about their needs. It's actually teach them how to conduct themselves and how to act. Therefore, in the first Pasuk, all it says is that in the evening, you will know that Hashem took you out of Mitzrayim, right? Meaning, as you're complaining about being taken out of Mitzrayim, or you're saying the of Aaron were taken out of Mitzrayim, so the evening, you will get an answer to that particular Shaila uh, question in faith. That you guys are having a Suffolk in the moon, in the evening, you'll get the answer to that. And in the morning, you will see the glory of God, which is also a, an answer to their questions in faith, or, or as we're going to see something that they did right, we'll explain that more. But the, but it's nothing to do with meat or bread. The first the Ramaskal, first statement, and also Rashi is not trying to explain why why they got meat and basar and why they got it at different times. Really, the first thing is just telling them, getting answers uh, to their questions. And Rashi will only bring in what's relevant, uh, you know, the basar and the lachim only to what's relevant to the Musar Haskil that he was, that, that Moshe and Aaron were giving to them. But it was the answer to their question was the first uh, statement. The second statement, after he already gave them the uh, Musar or whatever, then he tells them when they're going to get the meat, when they're going to get the bread, and that had to do with how necessary was each of those items. Okay, Zayn. The, the grumbling or the complaints of the Bnei Yisrael uh, show on something on the opposite of that of that idea. And so first again, we're going to start with the first statement, and then we'll get to the second statement soon. It's a test. Bechad Gisa, because Shus Alachav Abbasa Hisav Oifin Shal Tuluna, Dalver Hamoyra Al Matzav Sheni Kabayi. He says, on one hand, they're requesting for meat and for bread in a way of complaining that expresses that they were not where they were supposed to be. They were in a situation, a matzav, a spiritual level that they shouldn't have been. Avm Idaf Gisa, the Tuluna Hatlunais. But on the other hand, the the teichon of their complaints, which is the tviyosam Hakadosh Baruch Hu lekabel sarchein, that they were demanding that Hashem take care of all their needs, with gashes and munasim yechidus Hakadosh Baruch Hu laseis lamzais, vekachshu hazon v'hamafarnes lechol asher lav aleim, they punishes bekashasam v'tviyosam. This stresses their relief in the capability of the Shem. To give them what they need, and that he is the one that zonum fairness that for everything that they need, and to him specifically to Hashem they should turn to further requests and their uh, demands. So on one hand we have this aspect of it's even of Tluna, they're complaining, and as we discussed already in length, the, the idea of the complaints, of the lack of a karsatayv, there was a lack of uh, respect, there was a lack of belief. But on the other hand, this that they put the demand specifically to Hashem, that shows that they did believe that Hashem was the one that's able to take care of them. Uh, maybe al Derech Tugma, we have such a concept with, um, like, uh, let's say, by the Holocaust, Al-Havdil, that when people say, are angry at Hashem, like, oh, well, how could Hashem do such a thing? So by saying, how could Hashem do such a thing, on one hand, they're complaining against Hashem, and they're questioning His ways, 
But on the other hand, they are also stressing their belief that Hashem could do something different. And Hashem is the one that has the capability to do something different. So they're expressing their faith that we know that Hashem could change things and could could have done things differently, has the capability to, 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 to you know, the power to do whatever he wants. So same, similarly over here, we have these two points. So the Hasan the Shnei Nyanim Elu Shehiviu Hatlunais, Bohu Shtei Hamiris. So the to these two points about uh, in but which were expressed by their complaint that that's what we have two statements for, which are going to tell them about the two forms of conduct that Hashem is going to have to the Bnei Israel. Meaning, regarding their complaint that if only we would have died. In the land of Mitzrayim, why did you? I'd say, Sam, why did you, Moshe, take us out from there to the Midbar? Baha So for this, we had the answer. And even you know that Hashem was the one that took out of Mitzrayim. And that Hashem will negate and answer your claim that, as if Moshe and Aaron was the ones that took them out of Egypt. And this had nothing to do with Hashem, and they're acting on their own. So to contract, uh, to, to answer that, we are Hashem will reply in the evening. Right? He'll give you an answer in the evening, which shows that He is the one that took you out of Egypt. And regarding their claim and their demand that Hashem, it's His obligation to support them and take care of them. Which is a Dabra Mavatas and Munasamai. This really expresses their belief that they believe Hashem is able to, and Hashem is supposed to take care of them. Um, the, the Rebbe quotes the Malbim in one of the Aris. The Malbim says this in more details, where he says, Hashem, he's saying in a more general fashion, it's like Hashem created the world, and therefore he has to take care of all the different things that he created. So he's saying Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. So if he took us out of Mitzrayim, he also needs, to, he is obligated to take care of our needs. If you want to take us out of Egypt, you can't just like, oh, take, take us out and then just leave us in the desert to die. You have an obligation now to, to support us. So in this Basru al-Hanhagas, Hanhaga ba'asi, mida k'nege mida, ar'isa m'skveid Hashem, sh'akadosh baruchu, yir laham m'skveid Hashem. So therefore they were uh, notified about the future conduct, which is a mida k'nege mida, that Hashem will show them the glory of Hashem. Hashem will show them this Glory of Hashem, meaning is that they, since they believed in this glory of Hashem, and it's the honor of Hashem, like the, as the Malbim explains, it's the honor of the, someone creates someone, someone who takes a responsibility. It's part of his honor to make sure things go through. It's not respectful. Someone does like a half a job, like you take them out, and then all of a sudden, oh, you just leave them and they died. It's like oh, shkayach, you did a really good favor for them. You have to do the whole thing. That is part of the covet. So since they were worried about the covet of Hashem, Hashem will show them the covet. Now it makes sense why uh, the end of the Pasuk, that after the Moshe um, Rabbeinu tells them about in the morning you will see the glory of Hashem, it tells us, and it says, He hears your demand or, or your grumbling against Hashem. It says, the reason you're going to see the glory of Hashem is because you're complaining? What's the connection? Complain to Hashem, and therefore you're going to see His glory. What's Pshat? 
Hello, now we can understand Pshal in this Pasik. The fish Kvanus Mesh of the Arm with the very Elu, Hoysev equal Handish as Kiris Rochsha Kadashbarhu, Kashar Shom and Mitech Viosa, Shomus, Tlanisech, Mashar Alasham, as a Muna be Yesa Zon and Fanas of Holosher Love, the Sapik is Serhem, the Fich of Isam is Kvadisham. What Mesh Rabbein is trying to say is that it's because he heard your complaint. Meaning is, he, what was, he heard the complaint against Hashem. The part which was the, compl- the complaint of the grumbling against Hashem was that Hashem has the capability, has the responsibility to take care of us. And that gave Hashem a lot of happiness when he was able to hear this from their complaints. And therefore, Mida Kenega Mida, they will see the Kvait Hashem. Sivchas. So Apikol and Al Yuvan Achilah Ben Shnei Purusha and Al Purusha Rashi and Al Bahasin Lachilah and Al Ben Shnei Amir. So according to this, we can understand the differences in these two Purushim of Rashi, uh, and this has to do with the two the, uh, in the Chilah between the two types of statements that we had. So as we said, Bamir Rishonilei by Rashi Elavaras Akasher Ben Viyadaytem Isam. In the first Rashi, he's only coming to explain the connection between the Viyadaytem that Hashem will make you. Hashem will answer you, will make you know that He's the one that took you out of Mitzrayim. Or Isam, and also the that you'll see the glory of Hashem, which are the Shnei Afani Haga, Shachadosh Baruch Klap and Yisrael, which we said these were going to be the two ways of Hashem will express and, and His conduct to the Jewish people. The Shtei Hanasinus to the two things that they were given to them. So we need to also connect. What Rashi is trying to do is, it's really two points. It's first of all to explain what the Vidaitim or Isam is. Vidaitim. Um, which is vidatim, uh, as we said, which is meaning Hashem is answering their complaint about why that they were saying Moshe but Aaron took that out of Mitzrayim. So by bringing the slav, that will show that Hashem took this out. So what Rashi is trying to do is he's trying to connect what's the connection of vidatim specifically to the baser, and also the reisam specifically to the lachem. Because it's because of this connection that in the evening you're getting meat. It's dafk, meaning is because the pasuk just says in the evening. But what's the connection to the evening specifically that it's going to be an answer to their question? The reasoning why the evening is the answer is through them getting the meat. That's the reason why it had to be in the evening because the meat came in the evening for whatever reason. I was going to see in the next Rashi. The meat had to come in the evening, and the meat is really what's. Expressing Hashem's Hanhaga of Yadaitim. While in the morning, um, you will see the glory of Hashem. How will you see the glory of Hashem in the morning? It's not because the morning has some special quality to it, it's rather because in the morning they're going to be getting the bread. So by getting the bread in the morning, that will show the glory of Hashem. And by getting the meat, and even that will express what Hashem, what Hashem, uh, what Hashem wasn't so happy and really answering the Yadaitim that Hashem took you out of the tribe. So it's He says this complaint of the Jewish people, if only we would have died in Egypt, um, and which the answer for this taina was This is really expressed in their in their demand for meat. Their request for meat was not a proper thing to ask for. And therefore, they got it in a way that expressed that Hashem, Hashem did not have a shining countenance. So, let's read on. When they asked for bread, which was a necessity, 
When they ask for bread, this is really an outcome of their belief that Hashem takes care of all their needs. Therefore, in the morning, uh, you will see the glory of Hashem. In other words, the reasoning why the meat was chosen to answer their taina of meat, is because the meat was a similar type of idea of a lack of spiritual growth, or showing what type of matzah they were in. They were asking things that they was not necessary for them, things that they didn't need. Uh, you know, they had they already had cattle. Meat in general is a something which is extra. Asking for basa shows on a low spiritual level. And it, it's showing, you know, on their lack of appreciation for what Hashem is doing for them. Oh, you can't even, you didn't give us meat. It's like, what do you mean? He took you out of the shrine. The asking for the meat is, is, is connected to this idea of Tuluna, where they're complaining. But when they're asking for bread, bread is something which they talk and needed. This was their basic necessity. So asking for bread is something which is normal. It's not showing on, on uh, not being grateful for Hashem or showing on greediness or showing on materialism. This is something which is very basic. So therefore, when they asked it, it was Taka something which they needed. And who did they go to? When you need your necessities, you go to Hashem. So the bread is showing is that when you need something, Ayid goes to Hashem. But on the other hand, by the meat, it's just showing is like, we're greedy and we want a lot of things. And we're just going to complain for the sake of complaining because you didn't even need the meat. Okay, so that's why the meat was chosen to as via daitem, while the, 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 the lachem was chosen as a expression of Hashem's happiness. Fine. So, so let's just sum up so far what's going on, because at this point we've only really explained the first Divramaskal of Rashi. The question was, why does Rashi have two Divramaskal which are very similar? So we said so far that because there's two Amiris, there's two statements that Hashem said. The first, sorry, there's two statements in this parasha. There's Moshe Va'arins, and then there's just Moshe's. So Moshe Va'arins was trying to give the Jewish people some Musar about the, what they did wrong in their complaint. And in that, Musa, there's really expresses what they did right and what they did wrong. What they did wrong was asking for meat, which was really an expression of complaining, being ungrateful. But when they asked for the bread, that was an expression of them, their recognition that Hashem was who gives them their needs. And it's who Hashem that they must rely on. So that's really what all Rashi's trying to do. So Rashi's not really trying to tell you when they got the meat or, or, or why they got the meat at night or, or why they got the bread in the morning. Rashi's just trying to tell you that since they got the bread in the morning, therefore in the morning you will see the glory of Hashem. So it really has to do with the morning tomorrow because the morning you get the, the bread and the bread is what expressed Hashem's happiness. While the meat which comes in the evening and the meat was an expression of Hashem wasn't so happy. So that's really what Rashi's trying to do. But the question now is, according to this pshat, there's only one problem with it, which, which is that even in the first of Ramaskal, right at the end, Rashi does explain why, um, how, how the Panami Eris, which what was happening with the, he sorry, Rashi does explain why the uh, Mun was given in the morning. The Chayra, according to what we're saying, we don't really care. It, when it happened is more really a side fact. The man had to be in the morning for whatever reason, and the man is what expresses the Shram's happiness. So that's really all that Rashi needs to say, that the bread is something which gone happened in the morning, and that expressed the Shram's happiness. Fine, you know, that's why it was tall on the bottom, tall on the top. But why does Rashi need to say that 
why it happened in the morning. Like that's not really relevant at this time, this point in time. Why the bread was specifically given in the morning. That's really the next Rashi. The next Rashi will tell you why the bread needed to come in the morning and, and the slav came at night. But at this point, it's not relevant. So that's what the Rebbe is going to explain now. He says, He says, But, he says, since there's a Chiddush over here, that fulfilling the request for bread, which was the giving of the man, Hashem did with a shining countenance. He says the request, the general request of the Bnei Yisrael, even for the bread, was in a way that they were complaining. They were complaining to Hashem about what they're not having. So the general thing that's going on is really something which is bad. It's just like, in a sense, like Hashem is so good, He even finds within our complaining like a good thing. Ah, you come to me with your complaints. It's because you realize I'm the only one that cares and the only one that can do anything about it. So there, but still, like, they get like a reward from that. That's a big chiddush. Because within the complaint, there was something good. And Hashem rewards them. What, what's that? So Rashi has to prove that. Therefore, Rashi explains how it was recognizable, the love of Hashem, by giving of the man. It was given in the morning when there's time to prepare it. And Bez, there was dough on the top, dew on the bottom, like it was put inside of the box, so it was, cre- it was protected. So the only really reason why Rashi is bringing the, the, the love which was expressed by the man is not because at this point in time it's relevant how the, when the man was given, why he was given in the morning, how you see Hashem's love for the Jewish people when the man was given. It's not really what's relevant. The only point that's really relevant to this, at this time is that they got the man that, that in the morning you see the glory of Hashem. Why specifically in the morning? Because that's when the, the, the lachem was given to them. Um, but since that's a big kiddush, Rashi has to prove it to you. And so, okay, really? The, 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 the man was given to them with Panamirus, even though they asked for it not so nice. And we say, yeah, we see two points, because it was given in the morning, and it was given what to do. But by the meat, Rashi doesn't get into details. All he says is, it was not given with a shining countenance. And he doesn't explain how do we see by the meat that Hashem gave it to them in, in without the Panam ears. We don't know that at this point. All he said, Rashi says is the meat was given below Panam ears. Why don't you explain that? It's the fish of ears. The reasoning is because at this Pasik, it's not relevant to delve into the giving of the meat. The only detail which is important is that Hashem, it was given to them without Kairos Ruach, it was without Panem Iris, and that's why we know that the meat, specifically, was the answer of Yedaitan. That's the meat which is the Yedaitan to answer on their, uh, was was the answer that, uh, why, why Hashem used the meat specifically to answer their complaint. That, and and, and the, you know, the complaint about, take them out of Egypt, was a Moshe Ba'arit. So by bringing the slav that shows Hashem's capability to give them meat, even in the desert, so that's how you know that Hashem is still had, had the capability to take them out of the tribe. And more importantly, Hashem is still watching over them and, and guiding them. That's the only thing that matters. Therefore, Rashi does not get into the details of how we know by the meat that it was given in, in uh, that, that, that Hashem gave it with the Ayur ears. Mash'in came, appears Rashi, the Pasuk says, Hashem lecha, shenidim bahit 
Sarka B'nai Yisrael Yidei Kadosh Baruch Hu, but when we get to the next Pasukas, where it says, Hashem will give you this love in the evening to eat, and the man in the morning to, to satisfy you, we're at this point, we're actually talking about Hashem taking care of the needs of the Jewish people. So at this point, Rashi needs to explain to why was it Taka that the bread was given in the morning and the meat was given in the evening. Why why Taka? Right? So, And the explanation is, the reason why what happened in the morning, what happened in the evening, because it had to do with how necessary was their requests. And according to how necessary it was, that's when they uh, got th- those items. So the bread, which was very necessary, they got in the morning, because that, um, they need time to prepare. But the meat, Rashi explains, which wasn't so necessary, therefore they only got it at night when it's not that much time to prepare it, when, it, when it's harder for them uh, to, 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 to get it ready to be eaten. But at that point, Rashi's not really explaining this as a, like a punishment. He just explained to them why they got in the evening. So we're saying they got in the evening because it wasn't something that they needed so much. That's all the second Rashi's doing. In the first Rashi, it's telling you that the meat which wasn't uh, requested nicely, which wasn't necessary, that was just an expression of the viadita. Sif Tas. Sorry. The bread, which was asked for properly, Hashem gave it to them in the morning, when they, which is not a time of tayr, and they had times to prepare it. Which they asked shleikuh, and they, they got in the time of tayr. Now we can understand all the differences in the l'shaynes of Rashi. In the first Rashi, the Lashonis you used were that you asked the meat you asked for improperly, and, uh, and it was also with the full stomach. And the bread you did ask as a necessity. The reason why Rashi does not get into details, he just says it very short. It's because it's it's not relevant at this time. It's it's not relevant why these this pakasha was something which was lutzarich and why this pakasha was something which was not lutzarich. He's not explaining to you why it was lutzarich. He's just telling you the fact. This was lutzarich. This was not lutzarich. Because at this point, it's only relevant the type of request that they're doing. That the bread was something which was desirable because it was a necessity. And therefore, since it was something which was a necessity, that expressed the Ramuna and Hashem, therefore brought the Reisim Hashem. But when they asked for the meat, it was not asked for properly, rather, it was asked uh, with complaints and based. And uh, and and it was also asked for with a full stomach, and asking for basar when your stomach is full, that shows you on, on you know expresses a very low madrega. Therefore, that caused Hashem not to be so happy, and that was used to answer the vidaitin. So, just to point out that it seems at least that's what I think the Rebbe is doing. He's trying to show you how our initial understanding that 
is this Rashi saying the same thing in Shorm, which that still might be the truth, but I think what the Rebbe is trying to do is either he's trying to say very basically that over here we're saying it in short, and later on we're going to explain in more detail what that means, or maybe he's trying to say just means it wasn't that they, it was not because it was not necessary, it was because you did it in a way of complaining. The Shalaikahugan is that you're complaining to Hashem. And then Mikir Smalea, it's, it's expressing is that you didn't even need it. Again, it's expressing the complaint aspect of it. A, you're doing it in a way of complaint, your stomach's full, and you don't even need it. It's all these things are showing how they're on a very low level. So these words are specifically the ones Rashi chose is to sh- express the Shaloy Lutzarich aspect. It was not proper, it was a Kir Smalea. The whole thing is trying to show that they were on a low level, therefore the meat was used as the answer for the Edaitim. But in the second of Ramas, Rashi is trying to explain the difference between the meat and the bas and the lachan regarding their necessity for the Jewish people. Because if it was necessary, they would get in the morning, and if it was not necessary, they would get in the night. The bread was a because you can't live without bread. Uh, the request for meat was something which wasn't proper because they had a lot of animals, they had a lot of behemoths, and therefore there was no need for them to request it because they already had a, a, a lot of it. Um, sorry, there is no cause, no reason for them for them to be given meat when they already had the meat. So it was not something which is a necessity. So over here in the second of Ramaschal, Rashi showing that what was the problem it wasn't so much of the low spiritual level. Right? He's not showing this idea of shleikahugin, like just shleikahugin because of the complaint or kerasim leah. They're already full, so like you know you're just being complaining. But rather he's trying to show it wasn't so necessary because they already had a lot of animals. So you're asking for something you already had of. Okay, so we'll give you extra, but you don't need to get it in the morning. And then Rashi says another thing. He says Dover Tuffle. Another reasoning is because you don't. It's bechlal meat's not so necessary. It's because. Even if, it, meaning Rashi is trying to say, even if they didn't have any animals still asking for basar, something which isn't proper, as much as like, a, you know, relative to asking for bread, because meat is not something that you need to survive. You could survive without any meat. Therefore, Bechlal, the request was something which wasn't so necessary. He writes it only as an oid, because still, meat is a type of food and people need food. They don't just want to eat bread. You're allowed to have different types of food. But it wasn't on the same level of need. So if we were just tra- trying to talk about the spiritual level, um, then as the first Rashi, it would have been said in those types of terms, Shleikahugan, Keres Malaya, those are trying to express how they were doing something wrong. At this point, Rashi's not trying to really explain if they're doing something wrong. It was just trying to show how the meat wasn't such a necessity for them. Therefore, Hashem didn't make sure they get it in the morning. They Rather, they would just get it in the evening. And as I explained already a few times, once they got it in the evening, once since they got the meat in the evening, because as we're saying right now, because it wasn't such a necessity, therefore also the Yedaitim was in the evening, not because it mattered that the Yedaitim had to be in the evening, 
It was just because the slav was ha- happened to be in the evening because it wasn't such a necessity. So Hashem gave the slav in the evening, and since it was there in the evening, it was the evening which the, the slav which was given in the evening, which be, would be the musar haskel and the answer to their taina of why we're we gonna like why did you take us out of Egypt? So the slav answers that Hashem is the one that took you out, and Hashem can continue will continue to protect you and take care of you. Viot. Um, so v'atam al shnei sugi hanesina be'erv basar b'shas tayrech v'lachem b'biker muad gush b'hem shechakasa b'shmoi hashem s'tkloni seichem asher atam aliyim alav. He says the reasoning for the two types of giving. Then in the evening they got it when it was a shas tayrech, and the morning, and then they got the bread in the morning, which was a good time for them to get it. That's also expressed at the end of this pasuk. Again, we're at the pasuk ches at this point. This is the second statement. So one of our questions was. Why is Hashem? Why is the pasuk repeating itself? Like both pasukim say, "B'shmoyis Hashem is tulen esechem shat malin olav." It says in a little bit of different words, but both of them are saying the idea that Hashem is hearing your complaints. We said, "Why is this being repeated?" So we said the first time it's saying that why was it that Hashem was showing them kvoid Hashem? The kvoid Hashem is being given to you is because Hashem has heard your uh, Hashem, Hashem, Hashem has heard your complaint to him. Like the stress over there is Hashem is hearing the complaint because because it was specifically to him, and that's what the pasuk continues. What are we? You're not complaining to us. Uh, rather, you're causing us to kiatim uh, alinu that that you're complaining to us. It's nothing to do with us. Your complaint, rather, the real complaint is really just to Hashem. That's why you're isim asfeid Hashem. Why is your isim asfeid Hashem? Is because the complaint was against God. Because we're nothing, and you know we're, we're nothing. So. When you're making the complaint, it was really to Hashem, and that really expressed your trust in Him. So this pasuk also um, is going to express getting the meat in the evening or the bread in the morning had to do with this idea. This idea of that Hashem hears your complaint. This is a point in their request that of the Bnei Yisrael that Hashem hears it and he receives it and he's happy with it. This is a reasoning why Hashem will give you the bread in the morning. About this that you're causing others to complain against them. The reason why it's stressing the others is um, because that request for bread, everyone asks for. It says, because asking for bread was something that everybody needed. But when it talks about asking for meat, it only says the Bnei Yisrael claim. It doesn't say koladas Bnei Yisrael. It doesn't say the whole congregation. It just says Bnei Yisrael. So therefore, what saying is it wasn't, um, it's because the Bnei Yisrael, not everybody cared because it was meat, it was extra. Rather, the, some of the Bnei Yisrael who were complaining got others to complain to with them. This is how Madhus Chesachana, Gossam, Halayt Tevish Bnei Yisrael, Hu Atam Shabayr Basar, Bishastar. So this stresses the bad conduct of the Bnei Yisrael. Uh, and that's why in the evening they got meat, which is a shasa teirach. So it, I just want to point out, it's, it almost sounds like when you read this b'shitrius, that we're saying that the reasoning why they got the bread in the morning was like a reward, while they're getting the meat in the evening was a punishment. That could be what Peshat is, but I, I don't think so, because the whole point what the Rebbe is trying to say is that this second Pasuk is more of like a technical type of thing, why they got something in the morning, and they got this other thing in the evening. So maybe the way how you're supposed to reading is that Hashem has heard your complaint, like He hears that it was a worthy complaint. Right? It was something which was Lutzerich. This was a worthy complaint. That's why, as we said in the previous Pasuk, is an expression of Amuna, because this is something which is needed. Therefore, He's going to give you the bread in the morning. But this that you're causing others to complain on Him, 
it's because it wasn't something which is a necessity. It's just a complaint. And therefore, most of the Jewish people didn't even ask for it. You're making them complain. Therefore, this that expresses their bad conduct. And that what's relevant to us is um, it wasn't something which was really necessary. Uh, it was a request which was to ask for something which wasn't necessary. And therefore, also, when, when did they get it? They got it in the evening, not as a punishment, but just because it wasn't so relevant for them. Okay. <clears throat> Now we can answer another question why Rashi switches the order. Now, as we said in the first Diver Moscow, he first explained meat and then he explained lechem. But in the second Diver Moscow, he first explained bread and then he went back to meat. Even though in the Pasuk itself, even the second Pasuk, it first talks about getting the meat in the evening and the bread in the morning. This is It's because this fits in the Lashon of the Pasuk, at the end of the Pasuk, when it gives you the reasoning why one came in the evening, the bread, uh, the meat came in the evening, and the bread came in the morning. Because first in the Pasuk says, when Hashem heard your complaints. So Hashem's hearing, he's hearing the necessity. So that's the reason why you got in the morning. And this that you're complaining against, and this was why was it a complaint? As we said, because it shows it, because this was something which wasn't necessary. It was just more of an union of complaining. Therefore, you got it only in the evening. And through this, that he flips the seder around. Right? Meaning is, I guess, in addition to the pasuk itself giving you the reasoning. Uh, like Rashi saying he's following the order of the Pasik when it comes to the reasoning. But I guess still you had an option. Either follow the order of the Pasik at the beginning, where it first talks about meat, or follow the Pasik at the end, where it gives the reasoning why bread was first and then only afterwards meat. So why did Rashi choose to follow that order? So Because Rashi wants to stress to us that when he asks the questions, Ma-ra, what, he, what did he see to give the bread in the morning and the basar in the evening, this is not a question that Rashi himself has. Right? Rather, Rashi is actually just trying to explain the Pasuk. He's saying this is the taich in the Pasuk. The Pasuk has this question, therefore it adds these extra words. Right? It says in the beginning of the Pasuk that you got the meat in the evening and the bread in the morning. So the Pasuk saying, why is this? Why are, we getting, why are we splitting this up that the morning gets one thing and the evening gets the other? The reasoning is because Hashem heard your complaints about the bread and that was fair, so you got it in the morning. I think in the meat. Because Rashi wouldn't have asked this question for himself because he already gave the answer. As we said at the beginning, why would Rashi ask the question when he just answered? Rather, this is a question which is part of the Pasuk itself. Right? So it's not a question that Rashi is asking. He's really just trying to explain the Pasuk. And the Pasuk is, in a sense, asking this question. So Rashi is just telling you to read the Pasuk as if this question is in the middle of the Pasuk. And then you're able to read and understand what's going on. Once you read that in the evening they got meat, the morning they got bread, then it's a question, why? What's the main question? Since Hashem agreed to the complaint of the Jewish people that, when, that the bread has finished, and, you know, they need to eat. Therefore, he says, I'm going to bring down from heaven the bread 
And he doesn't mention at all at that time the meat. This is in Pasuk Dalid. He doesn't mention anything about the meat. So why is he waiting till the next morning? He should have done it right away. Hashem agrees to the complaint. Uh, he's not even mentioning the meat. Yeah, the meat wasn't so good, but the bread we know for sure was good, and therefore he says he's going to give it to them. So why is he waiting till the morning? So that's the first part of the question. Why is he giving them the bread in the morning? And since it was one cause, that the Kalunas, the Kalunas, their complaints, which are bringing both of these in Yanam, it's bringing the bread, which was a good thing, the meat, which wasn't a proper thing to ask for, but nonetheless, it's still coming together. And why does it have a second time, which was the meat gone in the evening? So there's really two parts of the question. A, why was the uh, man not given right away? Why did it wait till the morning? And B, since they asked for both of these things at the same time, why wouldn't you give them both at the same time? If you're going to give them both in the morning. If for whatever reason you need to give the man in the morning, so give the slav also in the morning. Why are you, why are you giving the basr specifically that night? So, so therefore the Pasuk explains that Therefore the Pasuk comes to explain that Hashem heard your complaint. Meaning is, as Rashi explained, that the bread they asked for properly, therefore they got in the morning. Which was they got in the evening, and this finishes the actual beer of Rashi, and now we're going to go to the Yenai Shaltair. So just to make sure we got an answer, we, we realized what the answers to all the questions were. The main question of the Sikh is, why is Rashi repeating himself? Uh, it seems like he said the second Divermasal is, is, is basically extra. So we answered, no, there's two totally different statements that are going on. The first statement is explaining Moshe and Aaron, who their job was to teach the people how to conduct themselves spiritually. They're telling the Jewish people that the way that you complain was improper, Therefore, uh, therefore, Hashem will answer you in the evening, um, and He will show that He has the capability to take you out of Mitzrayim. And the morning, which was part of the thing which they did right, which was showing that they trusted Hashem to take that out of Mitzrayim, that will, uh, sorry, that they trusted Hashem to take care of their needs in the, in the desert, that they will see the glory of Hashem. So the first Pasuk is just talking about um, the Musr part of it, while the next Pasuk was telling them the 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 neat why what happened with the bread was in the mor- morning and the meat was in the evening, so that's why there's two different masks because each different mask is coming to explain something else. So then we had a few questions in Sif Gimel. So we said why was the the explanation of why the meat was a, a bother was only said in the second divermasal, should have been said in the first one. Just like the bread was explained, why was a Maila in the morning? So the reasoning we gave was because it's specifically the second Rashi which is trying to tell us. Why meat was in meat and bread was in the different times of the day, so it explains why meat was in the evening because it wasn't such a necessity. Technically, the bread also should have been explained why it was in the morning in this Rashi, but we had to mention the bread already earlier for a different reason, as we explained earlier, is because it's such a chiddush that the, the man would have been given with the panamiris, so Rashi had to show you right away how it was given with the panamiris. But technically, both the bread and the meat should have been explained in the second Rashi about why it was given at different times. The bread was already, set up, was already mentioned for a different reason in the first Rashi, so it does, it's not repeated, but the meat had to be repeated, and that's why he does it. The next question was... Um, why the second Rashi gives much more details about why the bread was Lutzairich and why the meat was Shalei Lutzairich. 
And so the explanation is, because again, because it's the second Rashi, which is really trying to explain why things, the bread was in the morning, the meat was in the evening, and that had to do with if the thing was a necessity or not. Third question in Sifkimo was, why is Rashi Matim? Why does a Rashi first, in the first Rashi, he explains the meat and then the bread, while the second Rashi, he explains the bread and then the meat. The reason is the first Rashi is just um, following the order of the Pasuk. Uh, but the second Rashi, he's coming, Rashi wants to tell us what the Pasuk's trying to tell us. That it, and, and he explains like this, that the Pasuk first tells us that the, in the evening they got meat and the morning they got bread. But the question is, and this is the question that should be put into the Pasuk itself, why did Hashem make different times for the bread and different times for the meat? Why wasn't everything, the, the bread especially, just given right away? So, and the answering is at the end of the Pasuk, because Hashem heard your complaints, which was something which was good, something, and that was something which is a necessity, so they got the bread right away, and that this, that you're causing others to complain against him, meaning this was a complaint which wasn't really proper, because it was something which is an extra, and all the things that would be explained, uh, that's why that was given in the evening. But by Rashi flipping the order, that in a sense is telling you, realize that this end of the Pasuk is really a, an explanation of what's going on in the beginning of the Pasuk. So he want, he's trying to tell you to look at the end of the Pasuk, that that's an explanation of the beginning of the Pasuk. Therefore, since the end of the Pasuk, it gives you the explanation for bread first, and then only afterwards the explanation for the meat, Rashi follows that order. So if Dalit, we had the question of um, that in the first Rashi, he first says Shalai Kahugan and then he says Keres Malaya. While the second Rashi, uh, he goes into the, that there was a lot of animals and afterwards it wasn't proper. So Luchayr, I think the answer over here is that the Rebbe is learning Rashi a little bit differently. That the Shalai Kahugan and the Keres Malaya is actually not the same things which were mentioned later. The Shalai Kahugan was that they're making complaints. And then Keres Malaya is that they have a full stomach is expressing how it, it, they, 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 it was totally unnecessary. It was just that they were full and they were just grub. It was showing on the low spiritual state. While the second Rashi is, is trying to show about why it wasn't such a necessity. So why wasn't it not such a necessity? Because A, the main part was that they had a lot of behemoths. And then afterwards it tells you the secondary reason is that you don't even need meat to survive. So B'chla was necessary. Let me just give another option because maybe the rabbit is not arguing with other Mephorshim. Mitaka means the same thing. If it does, you know, let's go to the uh, second question, and I'll say the point there. The second question was, why is in the first Rashi, he, said, he gives it with a Vav Amosif, he gives the both reasonings, and they both are both reasons. While by in the second Rashi, he only says Oid. He says one reason, then the second reason is only an Oid. So the reasoning is, because in the first Rashi, where it's talking about the low spiritual level, both ideas really express that he was on a low, they were on a low spiritual level. This that they asked like Ugan, and this was a Keres Malaya. Well, the second Rashi has nothing to do with um, being on a highest level or low level. It just had to do with necessity. And the third question was, um, why wasn't in the first Rashi, it just says Keres Malaya, while in the second Rashi it gives you a lot of details. And the explanation is that the, that is because the first Rashi Again, it's not really relevant, all the details. What he's just trying to show you is that they were on a low level. Uh, while the second Rashi is trying to show you about what, what it was necessary or not necessary by telling you that he had a lot of behemoths and all this, uh, it is not, it is showing the Nechitza. So in other words, 
in the first Rossi, the wording really is talking about the Jewish people's level. It was Shleika Hugan. They did something which wasn't proper. They asked something which wasn't proper. Karis Malia, they were full. It's showing how they were grubbed. It's, an express, it's really a description of them. They were, like, they were asking things when they had a full stomach. They were asking things Shleika Hugan. It was they were doing something wrong. While the second Rashi is not really so much expressing if they did anything wrong. All it's saying is it wasn't proper. Why? Because they had a lot of behemoths. And it's not really something which is necessity. It's not, it doesn't as much really describe uh, their spiritual level at that point in time. And that answers all the questions. Fine. So let's go weiter. Now we're going to say the Yenishal Rashi. Sifiraf. Yenishal Rashi. Rashi the difference between meat and bread, bread is The reason is because bread is, as we said, a necessity, something which gives you your basic sustenance. That's nigla the Torah. You need to know how to conduct himself. This is the lachas of the Torah. You know, both uh, religious law and civil law. This is how we live our life. But slav is a type of bird, and it was very fatty. Which the idea of fatty is bechinus shemes that shows on the idea of oil. Zahu shemes shavatay. This is the oil of the Torah, which is the pnimis Torah. Ba'al gufer rosin de rosin de raisa. The oil is the rosin de rosin because sometimes the Chassidus explains that wine is rosin the Torah, but oil is rosin de rosin because wine comes from a grape but it's easily squeezed, while uh, oil from a grape uh, from an um, olive is actually a much harder process to get the oil out because it's a secret of the secrets of the Torah. And the Rebbe points out in the R that especially here it says Rashi says that the it was shaman ma'oid that the oif was very fatty. So again, that shows on even in Razan the Razan the there is many different levels. So it was very fatty. It was a very deep level in Razan the Tire. Mashmois ingin hashemen kasheu baba b'chinas basa who Razan the Razan the Raisa a yard and by b'ipin shalakila b'avana v'asadash asayish time b'rivas b'davar. So what is the idea? Is that the fat is in the meat? We're saying it's a bird, so it's a fatty meat. So the idea of meat is something which you have a geshmak to eat. So we're saying is that the, that the the rosin the rosin tyrer were coming. They wanted the rosin, the secrets of the tyrer, to come down in a way that they can eat it, meaning in the way that they can digest it, to understand it with their mind. Then you have a real geschmack. When you don't understand something, it's not so good. When you're able to have the rosin the rosin, and you can have it in a way of bustle that you're able to grasp it and, and have a appreciation, uh, then you get a good taste. <laughs> He says, interesting, he says, none, even man, the Rebbe points out, is not just regular bread, it's lacha min hashemayim. So it's explained in the Chassidus that man is also meramazam pnimi satayr. So, so both the slav and the man are pnimi satayr. So what's the difference? He says, yesh chilek ben amam the slav. Haman shayar ben nimshech betur lacham hamer kanal nigdo the tayra, hu dargas pnimi satayr melubeshes ben nigdo the He says, the man which came and was enclosed within the bread, or came down in, a, in, 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 a, um, in the form of bread, which, as we know, the bread is the idea of Niglatar. This is expressing the idea of Pnimisatar, how it's Malubish within Niglatar. The Rebbe doesn't explain what that means, but Papashtis, um, you know, first of all, there's many halachas which are based on Pnimisatar. Just to give one idea, at least the Chaban Menig, is that um, we know we have three Suddhas on Shabbos. Kanegada, three times it says man, that they ate man. But the third time it mentions man in the parsha, it says that they didn't have man or they didn't collect the man. So that tells us that Suda Shlishis, um, we don't actually eat a full meal, we just have fruits and stuff, uh, based on this idea in Kabbalah that uh, that the time of Mincha on, on, on Shabbos, 
um, uh, is Raven Raven is the holiest time of, of Shabbos, and it's the time of Yemaisim. It's the time of Asalava, and we know by Asalava there's no Achila and there's no Shlia, therefore we also have a minimum of what we need to eat. So here we see an idea how Pnimis Torah is affecting even the Lacha. That there's a few different opinions what you're supposed to have, what you're able to have by Shalashudas, and we specifically take the opinion that says you should just have a Te'ima, like a Ba'alma. Because that fits with what it says within Kabbalah. So you see the Pnimi Satara having an effect on Nigla Latara. And then, of course, there's no, the more basic way is that Pachla, when you're doing a mitzvah, a person has the Kavanis behind it, puts on tefillin, he has the Shivan Waif Alav, and uh, thinks of a uh, different Hezbainanis, what has to do with, uh, with tefillin, and he has the Hezbainanis of Avavira, all the different ideas that Hasidus talks about, that gives you a energy when you do the mitzvah itself. So it's, there's the idea of learning the Chassidus for the sake of the Chassidus, and then there's the Chassidus, how it affects your day-to-day life, how it affects you when you do a mitzvah, and that would be the Pnimi Satara, how it's can clothe within the Nigel Tire. So those are two ways. But the Slav, which even how it came down to this world, it was in a way of fact, it was a fairy fatty. That is the Pnimi Satara, how it is on its own. This is the learning of the Pnimi Satara, not necessarily how it's connected to Allah, or it's how it's uh, connected to Nigla the Torah, even connected so much to changing your Avodah Hashem, but it's more talking about Hashem, Hashem, without connecting as much to um, the Nigla the Torah. So, so this, with this Hagdama, uh, we can now understand the difference between the Man and the Slav. Uh, he says, even though how the mum was brought down into this world, it was not limited to the limitations of, of, of place. Therefore, if you took too much man, or if you took too literal, it always, you got the same amount. You always got the oimer lo You took too much, too little, you, when you got back home and you measured it, everybody had the same. Everybody got the oimer. But nonetheless, it was still a meter. You got a measurement. Everybody got a measurement of Galilus. So one hand, there's a measurement. That's the Nigla Latara. On the other hand, if you took too little, Hashem would miraculously make you sure that you had that full Aymer. But by the Slav, it doesn't, the Torah never gave a measurement how much you're allowed to take. A person could take as much as how little of the Slav you wanted. Hando Gvul. V'kach bi'inyoneinu. Same thing in our situation. Since Nigluter is in a way of Medidavakbala, therefore it's understood that also the Pnimisatar, which is enclosed with Nigluter, there's a Midavakvol. So Nigluter is a Midavakvol. So the Pnimisatar, which is enclosed within the, uh, the Nigluter, also have a, have a certain limit. It's because it's enclosed within the Nigluter. So whatever. There's 630 mitzvahs, so how many, however many halachs there are, so the, the Pnei Mitzvah will be limited to that number. But by Pnei Mitzvah, you have the Bleak Vul because the Nigla Torah is talking, is talking about Hashem as He is on His own, without the limitations of this world. And we know Hashem is completely Bleak Vul without any limitations, so also the discussion of Hashem is a complete Bleak Vul. And I look at R48. This also explains the pasuk that says the bread was given to satisfy them, but the meat was only to eat them. 
So what's the Pnimis Pshat? Since Pnimis is higher than limitations, it's impossible to be satisfied with the Pnimis because ultimately it's something which is above us. We need to have the Pnimis within the Nigla Datara, um, at least because it's the Nigla Datara that satisfies it because that can be completely digested with us. Or the Pnimis which is enclosed within the Nigla Datara, can be completely digested. But the Shum in the Torah on its own is something which is at some higher than us. We can never completely digest it, at least, you know, Bizman is that last although maybe it'll be different. Base Alpha Pishagam, Hashbasa, Mon, Schach, Yem Shabbos, with Tamadav, the Chibashavas, Ishakash, the Pimis Terra, Maharak, Hamshachos, the Lamila, his Peshavas, Ilu, Yudas, Lamanta, but her Lacham, and his Dafk Mesacha. He says, even though the Hashbav, Lacham, Lamila, the flow of Mon was renewed on Shabbos. Uh, and the reason for this is because Shabbos has a connection to Pnimis Uh So we know that the man was actually blessed. You were blessed on Shabbos to get the man for the rest of the week. But the man only actually came down on the six days of the week. And that's why on Friday got a double portion. So what we had that on Shabbos, the blessing or the spiritual energy which creates the man was brought down. Not physically, it was brought down in a spiritual way. Uh, but, so, so it was a Hamshacha Lamayla, it was a Hamshacha above the mshach that were needed above for the man, but when it came down into this world as bread, it had to come specifically during the weekday. According to the opinion of Rashi, because other opinion, uh, other Mepharshim argue that the hashpa we know happened that evening, so we we know that Tezayin ear was a Sunday. So they complained on Tezvav ear, which was a Shabbos. So they came to Moshe on Shabbos, which was Tezvav ear, and they complained. And it says Be'er, which means the evening. It doesn't mean, evening means more like the afternoon. So the afternoon you'll get the Slav. And the evening before the three stars come out, for sure. So they got it on Shabbos. So the actual Hashba of the Slav actually came on Shabbos. Yisair, Mizuba, Shabbos, Ben Harbaim, it came on Shabbos between the Arabs, which is uh, by Mincha time. Zman Raiva, the Raiva, Nakashua, Ephim Yucha, Ben Zman, Shabbos, Kufa, Lepkimi, Satayra. Um, so the slav came on Shabbos itself, the the Riva, which is within the times of Shabbos itself. This is the highest level of Shabbos. This is Pnimis as it is on its own. We said the man, the Hashpa came on Shabbos, but it only came down to this world on, during the weekday. That expresses this idea. It's the Pnimis but the Pnimis had to come down specifically enclosed within the Nigla of now we can understand what Rashi explains. He says, bread was asked for because it's a necessity, and this was the proper thing, because a person cannot survive without bread. Without Nigla the Torah, not knowing what you're supposed to do, what you're not supposed to do, you can't survive. And since to learn Nigla the Torah, you need Therefore, the Yidin got Lacha Man, you got Lacha Minashmaim. You need Pnimis Torah to have the proper Nigla the Torah. As I explained, you know, Mitzah Halacha, Mitzah, the spiritual aspect of learning with proper Avram year when you're doing it. And even sometimes, there were many said, there said many times, even the Sicha, what we learned last week uh, by the Tukufis and the Kedesh HaChaydesh, that there's many ideas in Nigla the Torah that you cannot completely understand unless you have, unless you know what the Indian is on Pnimis Torah. So there's a certain hashba that Pnimis Torah gives you a deeper understanding than Nigla. Ulam but he says asking for meat that was not proper. Why was asking for meat, which is Pnimis Torah, not the right thing to do? That's very strange. So there's two reasons why it was wrong. Aleph Shaharib They had a lot of animals. When they said they had a lot of behemoths, that's actually cows or cattle. 
So it's clear that according to Rashi, what the B'nai Yisrael were actually asking for, they weren't asking for meat of birds, they were asking for meat of an animal, of, of cattle. Which is very, very materialistic. Which asking, is not a proper kli for oil. Oil is something which is bottled. You need complete bittal. So what does this mean on a spiritual way? The Yidin were asking to understand the Pnimis how it would be grasped and understood by the Nefesh of Hamas. And if it's how it's understood by the Nefesh Hamas, you will not feel the spirit, the Ora Lakish Basaga. You could understand it, and they wanted to understand these godly concepts, but they wanted even the Nefesh Bahamas to understand it. Nefesh Bahamas doesn't understand godly concepts, so what does that really mean? It means they wanted to know these things, almost like an academic type of study. Um, Therefore, instead of them getting it like Basar Behema, which is getting it without any type of spiritual or within it, they would just get the academics, that was not good, so Hashem didn't give it to them that way. Rather, how did Hashem give it to them? He gave it to them as a min oif. Because the basar of an oif is not as physical as basar Therefore, the bird would be a more proper kli. He says, what does it mean, the oif? Especially a slav in the nefesh adam, that is the nefesh kis being clothed with the nefesh sichlis. Nefesh sichlis is not the, the emotions and instincts of the animal soul, it's actually the intellect of the animal soul. So it's a, on a more refined type of level, the emotions, instincts, that's really getting into the behemoth itself. But Sashem says, you guys aren't really ready for that. What they were ready for is for their nef- to get into the nefesh sichlis. So I kind of explained it a bit wrong when I said just understand it academically. It was actually more than that. It was to chvest, they're able to feel it even in a uh, animalistic type of way. So they needed to have it more of in a, a, a nefesh sichlis. The nefesh sichlis is the ability for the nefesh promise to think, which thinking is always true, or at least you have the potential of being able to think true. Even a nefesh promise could try to be abstract and to think things on an honest way. So the nefesh sichlis could be enclosed within the nefesh sichlis. When he gives the slav, which is a pnimis was nimshach and came into the way the nefeshulikis could understand it, and, and through that, that even nefeshulikis could understand it. Base. The second issue was that they could have survived without the meat. At their time, they were by matan taira. It was right before Matan Torah. It wasn't such a necessity to reveal the hidden treasure. We know that the Baal Shem only revealed Pnimis because the, the people, the B'nai Yisrael needed it. We had such suffering in Gullis. The only way for the son of the king to survive was um, revealing the Pnimis which would give us the energy we needed to remain firm even such a harsh Gullis. But right before Matan Torah, they didn't need it. So Yisrael and Zuma, Tyre and Beth Bittel. And the says, furthermore, since at that time it was before the bittel of the gzer of the liyan of tachtainim, we know that for matan Torah, spiritual matter cannot connect and become fused with physical matters. Only once matan Torah happened, when you do a mitzvah and you put on tefillin, that leather actually becomes a tashmishay mitzvah. Um, and you write something on, you write Hashem's name on a cloth or a Sefer Torah, that becomes, um, 
that becomes Tashvisha Kedusha. So that only happened after Matanir. Therefore, at that point in time, it wasn't possible for the Panimus Torah to come and as it is and make make the person understand it, especially not the Nefesh Bahamas to be able to understand it, which is the real Tachlein, and that was not something that could be done at that point in time. So, so as we're saying, it's really two in Yanim, what the issue was. A, they wanted it in a way which wasn't, they weren't really on that level. They wanted it uh, like for the Bahamas. They wanted even the Nefesh Bahamas to be able to grasp it. Right? They had a lot of behemoths. <laughs> and the second thing was um, they didn't need it because it was right before Matar, which are on a higher spiritual level. Therefore, it wasn't given with a shining countenance. What does that mean? That the Panimus of the Milo did not shine in the Basar Slav. Meaning it was impossible. So even this that they got, the, the Slav, which we're saying is some type of Bittl, some type of Panimus of it didn't have that same level of Panimus that it could be able to shine down in this world. Because it's impossible for the Nefesh Bahamas, uh, even the Nefesh Sikhlis, to be able to understand the uh, Chassidus at that point. Therefore, we can, at that point, this idea of taking the Slav, uh, which is the Shemesh to the Basa, which is the Hasaga, brought within an Indian of Yerida. So it wasn't a good thing. But after especially when the Rizal says it's a mitzvah to reveal this Chachma. He says, but nowadays, basically, after the Rizal said it's a mitzvah to reveal the Chachma, especially after the the Balshanta revealed Chassidus, especially after Chassidus Chabad was revealed, then the Razan, the Razan, the Torah are given, able to be understood by the Chabad within the Nefesh. As we know, that was the Chiddush of the, of the, of the, of the Alter Rebbe. Uh, and that, it seems like, look at R60, That's the secrets of the Torah, how they come into Hasaga. So I'm not sure if the Rebbe is trying to say that this is, that's what Shaykh, only the level that could be Understood in the natural cyclist, uh, that might be, I think, at other places, Chassidus, to be able to completely conquer the Nash Bahamas is not completely shy nowadays, but uh, I don't know, possibly. He says, This explanation that it was possible for them without meat. Is, was because it was before the time of Matan Torah. So, as we said, that means that they didn't need this Chassidus because they already on, were on a high spiritual level. This could only be said according to the opinion if the Slav was given for a very short time. There's a Machlaikis in the Mephorshim. Once the Slav was given, uh, was it, did it continue for the 40 years? Or was it given for a little while, and then it stopped, and then you know uh, they asked for it again later in Pashat Aloysha, and then it started again? From this that Rashi doesn't make any differentiation that to say that the Slav which was given with the Lacham only happened for three weeks. Um, even though the bread continued for 40 years, Rashi does not make any Chiluk 
uh, between the Slav and the Brat. So it's Mashma, according to Rashi, they both continued for 40 years. Mashma, Sharashi, Pepusha, Lotaira, Nekecha, Chilut, Benei, Murat, Biach, Lazman, and Asina, Be'er, Rebeker. Avagam, Nesina, Saslav, and Shikh, Lizchan, Gozman, Shanim Shacha, Yuridis, Aman, Chenugam, Lurevedes. It's Mashma, according to Rashi, in his Pirish on the Taira, he holds that the only difference between the, the meat and the bread was when they got it. The meat they got in the evening and the bread they got in the morning. But both the slav and the and the man they got for the full four forty years. And he says that is also Rav Deus most uh, Meforshim uh, hold of that that the, both of them happened for forty years. So according to them, what is the pshat that is possible without me? The chayyur were saying the meat is primisatayr. We said only before mountain tayr they didn't need it because they were on this high spiritual level. But according to this, it was even after mountain tayr. So for forty years they got. Uh, the slav, and it was, and Rashi saying it was possible for them for those forty years without the meat. Why? It was after the matan Torah was already given, and then they also had the capability to be mechaber the elyim with the tachta, and it should have been okay at that point. So he explains. Shem should dargasa shemaysha haisa ria belakos, while kain shal betmiyam ainli baser liyaisa nala mechinas baser kachgam dar hamidbar dar 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 shemaysha haisa ham ria belakos. He says that the Darga of Moshe was be able to see Alakus. And therefore Moshe says, uh, question, asks, like Ma'ainli Basar, like from where will I get Basar? Uh, because he was higher from this whole uh, idea of Basar. Similarly, the Dora Midbar, which is the Dordea, which is the Dora of the Moshe, they also had this ability to seal the Kus. They were surrounded with Ananya Kaved. They were on the level of the Dora Midbar, which, which explains that the level of Machshava, the level of thought. Uh, so for them, the Indian of Basar, and included in that is the Basar Slav, which is a Vanava Sagal would have been considered a Yurida. Meaning is, they were able to have a much higher level in Pnei They were able to see uh, these in Yonim, almost... Uh, it doesn't say this here, but almost like a Navi, you're able to see, you're able to appreciate, you're able to experience these in Yadim. Why would you only want to have a lower level of understanding it? If you only want to understand something if you can't actually see it, but if you can see it, you'll be able to, in a sense, grasp the essence of what it is. This also Rashi means that the Slav was given at a time of Tayrach. What's the Tayrach? He says, because when you're able to see something in Lukos, to try to understand it, that's in your Tircha. Riyat, seeing, is very natural. And you're able to grasp it. And a, much, a, you grasp it much better because you see it. And it's much easier. Here, you're trying to understand it. Uh, it, it makes it almost much more abstract. But Mashiach in the later generation, especially in our generations of the Ixal Mashiach, asking for meat is proper and proper. And on the contrary, as the Baal Shem Tiv, uh, was told, that specifically through spreading your wellsprings outwards, which are the wellsprings of the Torah, then that the Master Mashiach will come. That with your Hebrew, with your Sefer, the Sefer Zayar, we will be redeemed from Gullus. So specifically at that time, it was something which uh, wasn't the best thing to ask. Uh, either, as we said initially, it was before Matan Torah, because at that point they didn't need it, and uh, they were asking for a level which wasn't really, uh, they were asking for a type of the high, deepest levels of the Torah, but in a way which we, we removed from the godliness, the aura, the key which would have been uh, removed from it. And he says, even after Matan Taira, 
um, it was still wasn't proper because they were on a much higher level. They were on the level that they were able to experience the locus in a way of Ria. So why would they want the Torah to come down in a way of Havana Vasaga in a sense to, you know, when you're able to see something, you're experiencing it. So what they're trying to say, in other words, I think the Rebbe is trying to say is they wanted to understand it, meaning but not experience it, which that's not the right way. But in our generation, um, this is actually the best thing for us to do. This is what we're supposed to do is because the Val Shemtiv was told by Mashiach, how is Mashiach going to come is when he spreads the wealth springs, when we are able to learn Pinimisatara and have our mind uh, understand it. Because at this point in time, there is an importance of, uh, of preparing for Mashiach when we will be able to experience and learn Torah from Mashiach alone, which will be speedily in our days.